Hey everybody, welcome back to The Oversights, the podcast where we and I'll take a look at movies from a generation or two ago that we don't want to slip through the cracks today. Um, I'm Travis Knox, with me as always Luke Aurora. Luca? Howdy, how's it going? Doing really well, you good? I'm doing excellent, I'm really excited about this movie. I'm too, we're, we're, we're going to have to tee up how we got here. Um, and once again, welcome back, Hunter. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm also really excited to talk about this movie. Well, I think it's a good one for you, considering from Alien to <laughs> Aliens to... What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? For, by the <laughs> way, the first G-rated movie we've done on this podcast cracks me up that you've got a romantic comedy that's G-rated. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. You, you look confused. You had to yeah, put that one I didn't together. know it was no, G-rated. No, I saw... When I played it, I saw that at the beginning, and I because I had read a brief synopsis, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. No. <laughs> it's just a very clean movie. Yeah. Um, so What's Up, Doc? 1972. Peter Bogdanovich, who I think had, he'd done the last picture show. I don't know if he'd had any other huge movies before this. Uh, apparently, I'm just jumping into some of the background that I found interesting when I was reading about it. Actually, before we go there, I'm not sure how we ended up picking this one to do. It might have just been a... Because you have seen this, Luca, right? I saw it once, yeah. Uh, Did you really like? Remember loving it? I remember liking it, um, but it's interesting because I I came back into it and I was like, "Wow, I really don't remember anything except Barbara Streisand, and that's about it." (laughs) Um, And I knew the the you know the the chase scene, right? Um, But I'd forgotten most of it, which is surprising because of how much you know. Not to go too far ahead of here, but the match I I loved it this time. Um, I'm surprised I didn't remember it that well. But yeah, so I don't know how this came up. Hunter, you had not seen it, right? No, I've never even heard about it. All right. (laughs) <laughs> um, this was one of those movies I know I've talked about before, but I did have a VCR by the time I was like nine or ten, which means nothing to you, but at the time <laughs> was very unique. And we must have recorded this on HBO, and I watched it all the time. I mean, as a kid, I appreciate it, and I, th- and I still think it's one of the funniest movies. It's probably, to me, the top ten funniest movies ever, for at least from my life that I remember. Um, it was so much fun watching it with Kira because we'll talk about, I've got a new favorite line that I had no recollection of <laughs> that Kira and I, I'm going to just use forever. Anytime I'm in trouble, I'm going to throw this line out there. Anyway, going back to it real quick, uh, apparently Peter Bogdanovich wanted to make a movie with Barbara Streisand and they wanted to do something more along the lines of Last Picture Show, which is nothing tonally like this. And he said, no, I want to do a screwball comedy. And three weeks later, they had a first draft, and they brought Buck Henry. And three weeks later, they had a second draft, and they went and made this craziness. And it <laughs> made it for $4 million. He said a full wow. 25% of the budget went just to the chase. They spent a million on the chase alone. so much sense. Yeah. yeah. So four is only 26 in today's world. It's been a long time. Made over $66 million over 400 in today's money. So this movie was wow. a smash success. Biggest grossing movie, 72, behind, this is the third highest behind The Godfather and The Poseidon Adventure. So critics loved it. People loved it. It's It introduced the world to Madeline Kahn, which steals every scene she's in as Eunice. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just a new thing. Probably Barbara Streisand. I don't, I don't know if she's ever been better. I mean, with all due respect to Yentl, I don't know if she's ever been better than this. And even seeing Ryan O'Neill play this Per- I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking. I just want to say like thank you for if, if I picked this, thank you for humoring me. If we did it together, I'm glad we did. It was so much fun. But I'm gonna turn it over. Let's start with Hunter since you haven't seen okay. it. You, which what did you know going in and what was your take for initial takeaway? Yeah, so I knew absolutely nothing going in. Like I've never <laughs> heard about this movie. Um yeah. Zero knowledge. Um and I was really pleasantly surprised. Because, again, I read, I think I looked it up 
to see where I could watch it. So I read the little Wikipedia thing and that was it. And I was really pleasantly surprised. I was laughing so hard. And I thought the the big thing for me was just the dialogue was so good. And like every single line was hilarious. Like and every moment was a bit like there there was nothing gratuitous. There was nothing um, like just left for filler or anything like that. Like every moment was comedic and well-timed and it was so funny and sort of what I took away from it was like in the end it's really a movie about nothing but sometimes you just need that sometimes you just need a movie about nothing to just laugh at and like especially you know after watching aliens (laughs) (laughs) kind of heavy um (laughs) yeah going to this was a was a nice breath of fresh air (laughs) good now so look you'd seen it once you didn't really remember it that's right yeah like I said I remembered Barbara Streisand I remembered uh, there being the big chase scene in San Francisco, but I didn't remember a lot of the, really a lot of the jokes and a lot of the, like the plot points that come up. Um, I mean, this it's just insane. And you're so <laughs> right, Hunter. Like this is a movie that it, like, it's so perfect in its comedic timing. I think especially in terms of like how to pay off jokes, like they will yeah. set things up for so long, both in like the banquet scene and then the <laughs> hotel room on fire scene of like, you know, it, it's hilarious. You're just like, this is crazy. And then there's the the last line just like <laughs> cinches out. It's like, oh, this is just hilarious. This is incredible. You're laughing the entire time. Um, for me, I mean, this is like a live action cartoon. And I was like trying to think mm-hmm. this entire time. I'm yeah. like, what is this? And then I, the final shot of the film, I, oh, yeah. this is what this, this is, they're, they're making a Looney Tunes cartoon, but with real people. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Uh, which makes me like it even more. You're like, that's such a funny idea to do this. Like, Yeah, it's a cool concept. Yeah, like who, I wouldn't, yeah, like why? And then, you know, then it starts to make sense. And it's Warner Brothers. That's why, you know, it's the Bugs Bunny thing that she does. Like, it all starts mm-hmm. to connect together. I just, you know, what was the pitch meeting like? I was like, oh, yeah, I want to make it a live-action Looney Tunes cartoon. Like, Apparently, he just said screwball comedy. He said, go. They went for it. And then as they were making it, they realized they were kind of making a cartoon. And so mm-hmm. they pulled in that whole Okay, that makes sense, yeah. To it. But yeah, that's he started fun. off just as a nod to, you know, bringing a baby or whatever from the 30s right. and 40s. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, that was the yeah. original. Which, by the way, is a film studies person. Did you have you studied those movies, the original Screwball? Like, does this? Yeah, hold, I haven't. I know I've seen. Um, I know I've seen Bring Up Baby. It's been years. Is this? Uh-huh. Does it work in the world of the Cary Grant movies? I definitely do, and yeah, especially Bringing Up Baby. I think it really expands on that, and really, you know, I mean, especially the first thing that stood out to me about this movie is just the set design and the costumes and the colors and all of that. So I think it really put something like bring a baby in the 70s and and it kind of um what's the word it like matures i mean not that it's mature but it it matures in age the screwball comedy i think so i definitely do think it fits in with something like bringing a baby and especially you know the scene that i think about in bringing a baby is when he's in like the robe and he answers the door and like that whole bit and they just have the back and forth about that in bringing up baby um that that was a scene that's like every line is hilarious and everything is so funny going on, but like this whole movie was that. Right. So it, it oh, just expands right. on relentless. that. From like the minute they, they <laughs> yeah. meet in the gift shop in the hotel and it just it does not let up. Uh-huh. Um, it's funny you mentioned set design. Uh, the real hotel stuff, so like the banquet and the lobby was a real hotel in San Francisco. The rooms and the hallway and the elevator were built on a soundstage in L.A. Okay. But the two things that I noticed, like, 
the look of the hotel was so intense with red carpet, yeah. dark mm-hmm. red walls, and it was such <laughs> stuck in that time. But Bogdanovich said even when they when they built the set for the hotel rooms and the hallway and all that, we just wanted to be as ugly and gaudy <laughs> as possible. But <laughs> okay, you guys achieved it. You created yeah. this, this thing, and it was um, to get technicals. Polly Platt, who would go on to design Terms of Endearment and Witches of Eastwick. So she's definitely, they had a great team. And then I, I didn't realize Verna Fields was the editor and she would, of course, do Jaws and she passed away at a young age. But um, she went from here to Jaws. Pretty amazing. Wow. You know. Yeah, <laughs> quite the jump in genre. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I could, we could just sit here and just talk about the scene. What's the, jumping on, let's back up to the, the whole screwball comedy. And I will say, like, I'm trying to figure out watching this. Is Do I really need to tell students that you have to see this movie? From a pure hilarious standpoint, <laughs> just a fun movie, the answer is yes. But I don't know if it's something we talk about all the time. However, I think it's a good introduction to a screwball comedy for somebody that really doesn't want to go watch, yeah. you know, Hepburn and Cary Grant back in the 30s and 40s in these movies. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good bridge to that, even though I'm sure to you, 1972 or whatever, it seems like a long, long time ago. <laughs> it's a little more approachable still when it's the 70s, you know, that's yeah. the decade of Star Wars versus, you know. Cary Grant, Catherine Burns a little, a little further off. Yeah, for sure. A little more think, close to the golden age. Yeah, I think also from a screenwriting standpoint, I mean, I'm not a screenwriting student, but I think this would be really good to watch for screen screenwriters. Like, I just think the the dialogue was excellent and the timing, and even like, I think actors too. Like the performances were really great in this film, and I think those two things were the huge takeaways for me, like mm-hmm. the performances and the dialogue. And yeah, I don't know if you want to get into that now, but sure. I just see, yeah. I see a lot of the techniques that they use for the screenwriting in this movie in modern stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but it's like exactly like that. Like Amy Sherman Palladino writes exactly like that. Like Gilmore girls. I don't know if you've seen that either, <laughs> but um just the the quick the wit speed. and yeah the speed. Yeah, I don't speed. know Gilmore Girls, but Maisel does it. Even The Simpsons as a cartoon does it. It's yeah, like you know these are long scripts. Yeah, like the speed and just the the pointedness of every single line of dialogue. Nothing is taken for granted, and I think that's a really effective way to write comedy, especially. So I think on that standpoint, I would recommend. I'm no professor, but I would recommend. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, it's interesting. This the speed for sure. I mean, that's that's part of the screwball aspect I, I guess but mm-hmm. he talks about in the in, by the way if you want to go back and look at the it's worth watching the director's commentary on this one because I, <laughs> I was smiling the whole time as well like in, like one scene he points out when they come together in the end and he finds her on the piano and that and then they end up on the floor <laughs> and they have this conversation I think he said it was seven minutes long and it's a minute and a half scene. Like there's this on the ground, but it's like, because it's all dialogue. And he said he they rehearsed it wow. over and over. And he said they had to know it so well because it's like faster, faster, faster. And mm-hmm. it's just to go back and forth. And when you watch it, it's brilliant. And then right at the end, they hold on one thing and it just, it just yeah, it's done. Uh, it's done. Just, it's so well made. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, all right, I'm going to jump to. So my favorite line that somehow I don't remember. I mean, I've honestly had seen this movie at least a dozen times when I was a kid. All hell's about to break loose in the hotel room. Barbara Streisand is now on the balcony. She's out of the bubble bath. Eunice comes in. Why are you taking a bath? <laughs> Whatever. And she's like, there are bubbles. You don't take bubble baths. And he just looks at her and goes, it came out of the faucet that way, Eunice. And I have to say, like, 
I had tears rolling down my eyes <laughs> watching it. Just the greatest. Just, I don't know. That's the line that really stuck out. That was great. I mean, there's, I can't. I don't know if I could even pick. Like, I wrote a few of them that are just. Yeah, me too. But I think my probably towards the end of the movie, I think might be my all time favorite is with the judge. He comes in, he sees all these people in the, oh in the, in the audience. He's like, you know, look at all these despicable, contemptible people, whatever. He's something like that. And then the, the bailiff's like, those are just the spectators, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that whole, which is funny because actually that scene is weird because it's right after the conclusion of the chase scene. And then it's just like about maybe a minute and a half, two minutes of just the judge and the bailiff. You're like, What's going on? There's, it's all this setup of like how everything sucks for the judge. And you got the, these pills and these pills. And he's making you know, some jokes in there. But then even that ends up paying off when you find out who the judge is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that, that, that was great. The classic, like, mom, dad, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I can't I, like, it's in all caps because that's the thing. Again, I had seen this movie and I did not remember that. So, when that happened, I was like, could not believe that that was no, the I like gasped. I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> so, that's why she's wearing the blanket. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think the line, the one line for me that I wrote down, I don't remember what scene this was in, but he says, don't count, Eunice. I hate it when you count. <laughs> she's like, I don't know what she's doing, but that's just... screaming. <laughs> oh, he won't yeah. open the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, he's like, I hate it when you count. <laughs> I don't know. Just like the, the lament. I mean, they're not even married, but like the lament of that relationship, oh, I guess. Gosh. Yeah, it's just so worst. funny. Like, <laughs> But she's so great. She's so great. <laughs> like, I mean... Yeah, and I do with the Eunice character. Of course, you know you're not supposed to like her at the beginning, but I did feel bad for her because that guy was just so stupid. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> not even stupid, but just like, just no no thought behind those yeah. eyes. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Sorry, um, Howard, the the main character. Oh, yeah, and just like you know Eunice's frustration with him. I was like, I I understand. Yeah, but at the same time, she's annoying. But I did really like her her payoff, her resolution as yeah. well. I thought that was good. I don't suppose this is the Laramie Foundation luncheon. It's like the mob is like beating up this guy. Like what? Just the tears yeah. welling in her eyes. Like, Those are what Howard's are you doing rocks. with his rocks? Yeah. Why do you have Howard's rocks? <laughs> <laughs> Even the cab driver's like, you don't want me to stick around, please? <laughs> <laughs> Leaves immediately. Yeah, so I end up liking just like the stuff she gets up to. Yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, she's, you know, she's like, she, the character works for the film. Oh, she's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't want to yeah. spend time yeah. with her. Just like, <laughs> you would want to date Howard. It's still like, oh, Hilarious. It's, it's so perfect. Yeah. And just the, the, the movie long bit of her wig was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, just, she's just wearing a wig. Yeah. Yeah. Just, she clearly has this full head of hair that's the same exact color. And like, she just wants to have longer hair, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She wants to have that like bouffant style. <laughs> and she just always, it's like halfway up her head. Right. <laughs> well, she got nominated for Golden Globe for it, too. She didn't win, but oh, yeah, wow. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So people took notice. That was her first movie, or the first, at least her first big role. Oh, wow. It was really funny. Very, yeah. She's amazing. Um, yeah, we talk about the chase. We can get there. I mean, you know, they said part of the reason they wanted to set it in San Francisco was because they were like, <laughs> okay, let's do Bullet, and we'll just make it even bigger. So they decided to have a bigger car or bigger chase at the end of this. That brings out like every dumb. Oh my like, god! It's so stupid. <laughs> let's go, oh, there's a pane of glass. Of course, it's going to break. And yet, you still have to laugh your ass off. Yeah. <laughs> the way they finally smash that pane. They're just waiting. Like, how's <laughs> it going to break? And then, of course. <laughs> It's really funny. And then this is an interesting one that I would have had no idea. And I've met him a bunch of times, and I wish I knew it because I would have brought it up. Um, do you know Frank Marshall is the producer? I know who he is. I didn't know he produced this. He did not produce this. Oh, he did. Okay. He was an assistant to Peter Bogdanovich in this, and he has the scene with the shovel 
when the cars keep going by and the truck's unloading something and he throws yeah, a shovel in the yeah. that, You know, and that was actually Frank Marshall. Oh, okay. cool. That's kind of cool. A fun little <laughs> thing to, you know, I don't know. I like those people because there's two different people who just like throw like stuff out of frustration. Like the one I was in the concrete just like, stomping oh, yeah. on the concrete. And then, yeah, my favorite is definitely just like when they're trying to build a thing and just like screw it and walks away and just tosses it yeah. behind, his, behind his shoulder. And, like, yeah, that was just great. Um, another funny moment, this, the opening scene when the first time she runs into the hotel, Barbara Streisand runs across the street, <laughs> a car almost hits her, which he pointed out that. They all did some good stunts. Even though all she has to do is walk, but it's pretty close. That car just yeah. misses her, right. but hits the brakes and the car slams in behind it. Anyway, apparently that was Barbara's idea that morning, and I don't know how true this is, <laughs> but I think it's actually kind of brilliant. Apparently, Bogdanovich just said, "Go rent a couple cars and like buy the insurance." <laughs> so, according to him. Those were rental cars that morning that they smashed into each <laughs> other and then just took it back to Hertz or whatever. It was like, hey, we signed the waiver. See you later. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I don't I know mean, how true it is, but I, you know. That's to, one way to do it. The film students out there. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Lucas said. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was about to have poor Robbie Campbell. <laughs> Call me like, listen, this is, you got to pull it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think. Like what? Where do, where do we go? Uh, <laughs> and we can go straight to the end. Does this first off? I'm just, there's no. You can't remake this movie. You just can't. No. I don't know how it even. Yeah, there's like it's not. Re, yeah, it's not about anything. Like you said, right? It's just stuff is yeah, going on. It's just fun. And it's so <laughs> carried on the strength of these particular performers and and the script yeah. that again, who even writes? Well, I guess again, you mentioned Marvelous Miss Maisel. People still write a bit like this still, but it's still it's a one in a million, right? Like scripts like this, so. Like the wit and the the sharpness of the of the of the comedy, mm-hmm. yeah. No, don't make that again. I will say though, like, there's some stuff that ha- maybe hasn't aged quite as That's well. That's what I was, oh, the next question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> th- well, this is less of an age thing. It's more just like I don't what is going on, Mr. Simon. Like, what is that accent? Is he, I think he's supposed to oh, be Russian. No, I oh. think he's supposed to be ambiguous and just what like is happening. Like, out, I don't, out I think, of this and world. he's saying stuff. I'm like, is it, maybe this is Russian? I don't know. But he's just like, what? I've never just yeah. And then in my he's life. like, you can't kill me. I'm half Italian. Yeah. He's yeah. like, since when? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last scene when he walks away at the airport, right. cursing everybody out. Apparently, Bogdanovich wanted him to learn like Ukrainian or something. Oh, wow. he was, that was what he was trying to make him, and he just said, "Yeah, no, I got this." And it's it's all nonsense. Just okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like he's walking that's away, great. just throwing out anything that sounds like he's speaking in any sort of Russian dialect, whatever. Right. That's so hilarious. I think that was even what he was going for the entire time. <laughs> yeah, just nonsense. That makes sense. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, "What is this?" Like, I hope it's not supposed to be something. That's just that's just not accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially like as people in the arts, I feel like we all know people like that. Right. <laughs> you oh, know, just yeah. you know, super superiority complex. And so I, I really liked that character. I just thought it was hilarious having, you know, Howard, who clearly is really talented and really intelligent and smart in his field but doesn't brag about it and then this mm-hmm. other guy just like boasting about how he needs to win this grant and just so obvious about it and with like his signature hair flip of every line like he says his hair flip is just hilarious like definitely the trope of of that arts kid mm-hmm. like <laughs> then there's there's a there's also another line this is the one where i actually just like, it was like 
Ooh, this, Ooh. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe you probably will remember it. Uh, they're in the courtroom. Oh, I know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, they you know, they try to molest me, and he says, unbelievable. I'm like, oh, mm, that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't really, it's funny, but it's like, ah. It's when yeah. it, but it's the punchline of him saying, that's kidnapping? Right, yeah. That's, that's grand un- larceny? That's <laughs> unbelievable. But I agree, you could never. Yeah, you no, would, it's like, You wouldn't even want to do it today? Yeah. <laughs> No, it works within the context of like, yeah, that setup yeah. of the mm-hmm. joke. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's the maybe one that wouldn't fly. Yeah, I think yeah. that I put them in the category. Of, you can't get away with it today, but I'm not going to. It doesn't hurt my love. No, of right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah. I think something for me was just, you know, obviously Barbara Streisand is one of the standouts of the movie. And she was so effective for me in that character, even making her like. She's so hard to love, but you still love her anyway. Like, because she just wreaks havoc everywhere she goes. But you, she's still endearing, and just, just the fact that she puts in so much effort and is so witty and funny and like lovable to other people just made me really like her. And it kind of, I don't know, she reminded me sort of like maybe the blueprint a little bit for the like manic pixie dream girl trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that definitely came into my mind of just like. You know, she's not like other girls. <laughs> she, yeah, she definitely is not. Like she other is girls. not like other girls. <laughs> but I think they really played on that in a fun way of making it like she's definitely not like other girls, but in like a bad way. Mm-hmm. But she still gets what she wants. <laughs> you know? And she's still hot. Well, I guess she doesn't really get. No, he does. Right. I, can't, I keep forgetting how because there's so many twists in the last you know, 10 minutes of the film where he doesn't get the grant. And then. <laughs> oh, suddenly she's a genius and she knows. Yeah. She pulls it out of thin air. Yeah. <laughs> Copied something from ten years prior, right? And so uh-huh. then he does get it, but even before that, it's the the older lady who gets the jewels back. Like, oh, twenty thousand oh, in the money, the exact amount, and then, but also paid for all this stuff. So actually, here's five dollars. All the damages. The end, right? so like, oh, he doesn't. So then he doesn't, and then he does get it. Um, so mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out did she actually in the end help him succeed getting what he needed, and she does. Yeah, the very very last minute. Um, <laughs> she's the. I wrote down like she's just an agent of chaos in the entire film. Uh, yeah, just I terrified spending any moment with her. I'd be like this is. Well, you're right. Like, she is very, I mean, she's charming. And, like, that's why yeah. uh, Larrabee is all, like, she's like, oh, she's such a riot. You know, like, I love this girl. Yeah. Uh, Howard, like, oh, bring her along. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, she, she, so she knows what funny. she needs to do. Yeah. I do also love the airplane scene where they, of course, meet up one more time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, love, was it love? Love never means having to say you're sorry. Is that the yeah. line? Yeah. That's like, that's a terrible <laughs> That Yeah. Do you know what he's doing? Because that's the line from Love Story, which was a movie that made Ryan O'Neill a star, and that's the famous line from there. So he's oh, like, he's bashing the movie. Oh, he made funny. a couple, just thrown back, because he's probably tired of hearing it. That's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's hilarious. Call back to his previous yeah. role. But yeah, you, she leaves a, a wake of destruction, but it all works out, because they're together, yeah. and Eunice ends up with Laramie or whatever <laughs> yeah. his name uh-huh. is. Like, they're perfect, and she's just, he's very happy to have someone say, okay, we landed at 11, you got to yeah. be here at 11.30. And just, yeah. yeah, and it was so, just, like, even to the very end, just the way he, like, pulls the chair back so he can kiss her on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's very awkward the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's the woman sitting next to her, like, <laughs> Who's just not paying on? attention to when she's talking to her? <laughs> yeah. I'm not studying with this professor. She's like, please leave me alone. <laughs> and the fun thing about this is if I had to explain what it was, I wouldn't even know how to describe it to anybody because the truth of the matter is it's about four people that mix up their bags. Yeah. Five people that mix up their bags. That's the start of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's really not the movie, obviously. It's the, it's the yeah. experience of watching 
the bags are just yeah. there to set up like the shenanigans that are going to go on, like mm-hmm. right, just the plot device to go through. But yeah, it's never really about the bags. In fact, I, you kind of forget like, oh yeah, one of them has yeah. documents, one is clothing, one is the rocks, and then the jewels. The jewels. Yeah, right. I completely like wiped that from my memory. <laughs> just the whole bag thing. Because then when it came up at the end, I was like, oh yeah. You know, when he opens the bag and it's all the jewels are like, oh, sorry, we have the wrong bag. <laughs> like, took the wrong case and then they get the other one up. that's wrong and they're like, oh, sorry. And then everyone, sh- and that's when the movie becomes just absolutely insane is when everyone starts showing up oh my at God. the and mansion. Like, yeah. The food the fight yeah. in the, like, modern apartment or the modern house with all the black and white furniture. And Hilarious. the old frail maid just picks up a gun and starts shooting. <laughs> yeah. Them, you know, paintings are falling, knocking bad guys over. <laughs> yeah. Like the guy that like walks out and then walks right back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like not dealing with this. That's good stuff. Yeah, like the the choreography in this movie is yeah. great. Like the <laughs> No, because yeah, it's, it's obviously oh my God. you know mentioned a lot of, of comedy from the performances of the script, but also it's just how much like physical physical comedy mm-hmm. and knowing when all these actors are gonna have to move around. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just it's impressive to say the least. Yeah, and the whole thing, you know, with all of the hallway scenes in the elevator dinging like every time something is gonna mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, everyone goes back into a door or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he ta- actually did talk about that when they designed. Even though with the firemen, the firemen come in and start picking up the <laughs> door. Yeah. dumb, but it's like that was the design <laughs> of that whole hallway. <laughs> yeah, part of the movie. You know, in, yeah. in a way that it becomes almost its own character. Yeah. Do you think it's weird that today's standards for sure, but it works for the movie and it helps a couple things. But they had separate bedrooms. Yeah. No, I think did that stand out, or did you just go with it? I th- I think I kind of just went with it, just because first off the dynamics of the relationship, and I guess also <laughs> the because I feel like Eunice would be like, I'm not sharing a room, like why would I want to do that <laughs> sort of thing with him? But I think maybe because my mind was in Mrs. Maisel territory, and that's like 50s, 60s, so it makes more sense. But like the separate bed thing. So I th- I think that's why it didn't really read as weird to me. Um, but also, yeah, just the personalities. And I think also it made it more funny, obviously. Like, it was the catalyst for so many jokes of them having to go to each other's rooms. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I saw it as a, uh, you know, they're not married yet, so they're having separate bedrooms. And even then, like, that, the joke that Barbara Streisand makes when she comes back into the room when it's on fire. It's like, uh, Eunice, what are you doing in Howard's room? Don't you know the meaning of propriety? <laughs> I was like, oh, she, you know, she's all about like, oh no, we can't be in each other's rooms. We're not married yet, kind of thing. That's how I I was reading it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're right. Uh, just it's, it really is just a, a, a means to an end for just having <laughs> yeah. more rooms and more bags to swap rooms yeah. and more it people. Didn't bug me before, but I was just wondering today's standard was did it looked funny? You know. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, of course. Like, I don't. Well, I guess people might still do that separate bedrooms, but it's in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And you're engaged. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. The culture is different. All right. Well, yeah. it seems to me on this one, <laughs> it, I would never, I don't even have to ask if it holds up, but you guys both seem to really Definitely. Yeah, I want to watch it again. Good. Well, there you go. That's, I know. That's, I want to, because I watched it alone, so I'm like, I, gotta, I need to friends, watch it with yeah. my friends. <laughs> this that's is so kind, funny. That's kind of fun then. Good. Yeah. So this one that I came in here today going, why are we talking about this as much as I love it? it ended up working out perfectly. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Hunter, we'll figure out another one. This is good. Thank you for coming <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, I All love right. being here. Luke, are you good? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for, uh, for yeah, I guess, I don't, again, don't remember who suggested the movie, but I loved it. We're going to so. take yeah. it. Good. Thanks yeah. for having me on for this. It was, I, I probably would have never even, I've never even heard of it. We're so. changing <laughs> lives here, Travis. We're changing lives. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> See you next week. Take care, everyone.